All right, welcome back to Slam Presents Hoop Ties with Amake Smith. I am the one and only. We have a very special guest, Sean from the Knicks Wall. How you doing today, man? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, I would say I kind of start the podcast off asking like a, you know, icebreaker question. What is your favorite team or stuff like that? But we know you're a Knicks fan. So I want to ask you, what started your love for the game of basketball instead? My love for the game of basketball, that's a great question. I, I kind of feel like I was born into it. Like, my dad was a really big Knicks fan, uh, you know, in the early years of my childhood. Like, Jordan was playing. So, between being able to watch the Knicks with my dad, between watching Jordan, uh, I just really had a love for basketball right away. I had, like, a today's kid's hoop in my room that I used to shoot on all the time. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, before I even really was walking, I was, I was in love with basketball. So, who was your favorite, like, OG Knicks player? My... My favorite OG Nick. I feel like the the generic answer is Patrick Ewing, just because you know he's the Hall of Famer. But uh, on that team, I was a Latrust Sprewell stand, so that's why the jersey hangs on the wall. My name on NBA 2K and NBA 2K1 for my creative players is Sean Sprewell. I used to think I wanted braids, like mm. that was my guy. That's crazy. That's that's because I grew up in the '90s too, so I remember watching like Latrust Sprewell and when they went to the finals against the San Antonio Spurs and Allen Houston and that nature, but. I never really gravitated towards the Knicks because I was from St. Louis. So it's just like we never really had a team. So I used to just watch games just to watch games. But I want to get right into it. Like, talk about Jalen Brunson, his impact for the regular season and also the playoffs, of course. Because I feel like a lot of people said the contract was overrated. It was a four-year, $104 million contract. But I think he kind of proved this year that that contract may be undervalued now. Oh, oh, I I truly believe it's the best contract in the NBA. I mean, like, Jalen Brunson has completely changed the trajectory of the franchise uh, for so long. It seems like we've needed a legitimate point guard, and now that need is gone. And, you know, just over the course of the season, and it's translating to the playoffs, there were were so many games this year where I was like, yo, we lose this game last year. Like, we lose down the stretch, three minutes, two minutes, team coming back, they go on a run, you need a bucket. Jalen Brunson is the guy. Gets to get to a spot on the elbow, step back, bucket, and you know he's just so poised, so composed, and so focused on just winning. Like he's always been a winner, and that's translating right now. And so, just the level of comfort that I have, like the level, I, I feel like I'm able to be more confident in my team because of my confidence in Jalen Brunson. It's such a beautiful thing. Now you guys had some some good point guards in the, in the, the past. You had like Raymond Felton, you had Nate Robinson, you had Jamal. Crawford, even though he's kind of like a combo guard, what's different? And you said comfort for Jalen Brunson, but what else is different with Jalen Brunson compared to those guys? Uh, just, you know, knowing that, first of all, those other guys, I mean, I'd love to all of those guys, you know, Raymond Felton, Nate Robinson, Jamal Crawford, Stephon Marbury was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Like, I had a yep. Stephon Marbury fathead. Um, yeah. Those guys didn't win. We didn't win. Uh, Jalen Brunson, you know, he just gets it done. Like, he gets it done, at, like, in the right way, in a timely fashion, like he's just gonna make it happen. Uh, you can you can depend on him, you know, for the not not just the last shot, but like the last four or five minutes of the game to just make the right play. Like I, it's like a, a huge difference. Last year we had Alec Burks starting in point guard. No disrespect right. to Alec Burks, <laughs> but nobody should be doing that. And so <laughs> we couldn't even we couldn't even get into our sets in the final five six minutes of games. Like for we lost. Uh, we had a stretch of games. We played 18 games. We won one. We lost 17 games. We lost them all the same way. Like those last five minutes, no matter how well we played, we couldn't run offense down the stretch and they killed us. 
So we don't have that issue anymore. We're always able to get into what we need to get into. And it's, it's amazing. And that's very interesting because you named Stefan Marbury. You talked about Nate Robinson, uh, Jamal Crawford. And I feel like that's an issue when we talk about the game of basketball because aesthetically pleasing versus like production and also fundamentals. You look at Jamal, you look at Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is basically a calm hooper, plays at his own pace, gets to his own spots, floaters, the spin move, draws fouls. He's not really flashy, but then you look at guys like Stephon Marbury or Jamal Crawford, it's kind of like crossovers, handles behind the back, you know, step backs, all that, but like it didn't necessarily lead to winning. So my next question for you is, where does Jalen Brunson rank right now in the terms of point guards in the NBA? Oh, you're going to hate my answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked the question. <laughs> you're going to hate my answer. I think that Jalen Brunson is the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'll listen to second if you want to give it to James Harden. Uh, so once you get out of the East and then you got Steph, you got what? Is, you have another point guard in the East outside of James Harden better than Jalen Brunson? I mean, of course. He he plays in the A. <laughs> Trey Young. I mean, I was thinking I love what Jalen Brunson is doing right now, but he's not he's not better than 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 Trey Young. Not even close. This, this, what did we just talk about? We talked about aesthetics. I know you we talked about production about and winning yeah. basketball game. The Hawks right? snuck into the playoffs and are going home. Trey Young had a great game last night, you know, huge shot. Can't believe he even took that. Uh, but he his teammates barely even like playing with him. I mean, look at the impact. Like, if you look at Dallas and what, like, Luka is the best uh -huh. player in the league, generational talent, blah, blah, blah. They lost Jalen Brunson, and they are in the slums. And we got Jalen Brunson, well, and <laughs> are a much better basketball team. I think the Knicks, the Knicks are a much better basketball team with Jalen Brunson. I don't think what happened with the Dallas Mavericks is – only because of Jalen Brunson leaving. I feel like when they traded for Kyrie Irving, they lost a lot of wings as well. So that kind of slashed their death. So, you know, in the game of basketball, it's a team-oriented game. Even though you got Luka, even though you got Kyrie Irving, you need the other guys to pair around him. And for us, like the Trey Young situation, I mean, Trey Young, we're talking about a guy that's a rare breed. I feel like he's a four-level scorer. Only two other guys in the league that can come beyond the half court and score the ball as soon as they step beyond the half court. That's Stephen Curry, that's Damon, and you got Trey. I feel like we've seen Trey Young have the most big moments, his biggest moments, and get some of the craziest fan bases in the playoffs. He had it last night against the Boston Celtics. He had it against you guys in the Knicks where he sent you out home. And then he had it against the Philadelphia Sixers on his road to going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I feel you with Jalen Brunson, but it's hard for me to ignore what – Trey Young has already done and what he's doing now, even though you said they snuck in the playoffs, but I mean, they're still in the playoffs and they're putting up a fight against arguably, probably other than the Milwaukee Bucks, most people will say that the Boston Celtics is the best team in the Eastern Conference. So I like Jalen Brunson, but I don't, I don't see him being better than, than Trey Young. I mean, to be honest, he may not even be better than, I know they're winning a series, but like if you just look at everything, you're about to talent, say something crazy. Set, <laughs> talent, skill set, who would I rather have in the next three to four years? I don't even know if he's better than Darius Garland, to be honest. But I think you're a highly disappointed. <laughs> Jalen Brunson is the best player. Jalen Brunson is the best player in the series we're playing right now. Right Not now, yeah. he's better than Darius Garland. He's better than Donovan Mitchell. Right now, yeah. Definitely. But just because a player is having a better series or having a better year, that does not mean he's the better player overall. It's plenty of times we can point out the players having 
phenomenal years. But that doesn't mean that they're better. Like, look at LeBron James. It's been times where LeBron James has had hasn't had the greatest year, but in the playoffs, he reminds us, like, yo, I'm still LeBron James. Or even Jimmy Butler. During the regular season, there's plenty of guys that people would say there are 10, 10 guys people would say, we're taking ahead of Jimmy Butler. But in the playoffs, he elevates his game. So But there, this is Darius Garland's first time in the playoffs. So what grounds true, do we have to true. say that about him? True. I said I said I feel like Darius Garland from a skill, a talent, a shooting perspective, also for the next four years, I think his upside is a little bit more higher than Jalen Brunson. I don't if you want to say Jalen Brunson is better than Darius Garland, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like a clear night and day to me personally. I I understand and I respect that. I think with with both of those guys, with Jalen Brunson, with Darius Garland, with Trey Young, if you put them all out there and say you can take one of these point guards to start your franchise, I'm taking Jalen Brunson because Jalen okay. Brunson is a proven winner. He goes out there and he wins. Like the, those guys don't necessarily translate to wins in like what that is, kind of production. What has he won? Last year he went to the Western Conference Finals. This with, year he took a team. With, 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 but the, no, it's different between going to the Western Conference finals, finals, playing the second fiddle, being the second guy. He won as the second guy. Luka Doncic was still on that team. Luka Doncic was largely the reason why they went to the Western Conference Finals. If Luka Doncic is largely the reason they went to the Western Conference Finals, then why did they miss the play in this year? I mean, it's it's like I said, parity. This is a different season. Parity lead is different. They lost their wings. <laughs> they their their death got depleted. So it's just like that is one of the reasons why they struggle. And, and once again, it's different doing it as the first option. Trey Young, the guy we just been talking about, Trey Young did it as the first option with the Atlanta Hawks. So that's what I'm saying. Like if Jalen Brunson does it this year and takes the what the Knicks to the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, then it's just like okay, we can really have that conversation. But I mean, saying it like he's won something or led the team as a first option, this is his first year kind of doing that. In my okay, opinion. so I get that that's fine. You got you got to bring it back on the show in like three weeks because okay. I'm speaking like this because I know we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, so well, once we go to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, all of this is okay. super legitimate. So, well, we, we'll wait for that part. Um, but who do you feel like it's going to have to be the X factor for the New York Knicks in the second round? Because right now it's three to one um, on the episode of recording, but. That's, you know, 3-1, it's just like 90% chance going to the second round. So who do you feel like has to be the X factor for the New York Knicks in the second round? In the second round. So that depends on me right now because Miami's up 3-1 as we speak. So yeah. if we play Miami, I don't even feel like we need an X factor, to be honest. Keep it all <laughs> buck. <laughs> uh, I really feel, you know, in this series, I said it was going to be Mitchell Robinson. I said that he was going to have to, like, win the battle between the Cleveland Bigs, and he's doing it. Um, yeah. And so next series, I think, I, I think it might be the Emmanuel quickly. Just because everything else is kind of clicking right now outside of Julius, uh, mm -hmm. but Emmanuel quickly hasn't gotten going offensively, and right. so with with the production we're getting from Jalen, with RJ getting to the basket the way that he is, with what Julius is capable of, and what, like the energy that we got off the bench in the defense, mm -hmm. if we get the scoring back that Emmanuel quickly was giving us towards the end of the season and for like the second half of the season, pretty much, then I think that makes us even better and harder to beat. Yeah, I'm not mad at that um, being a manual quickly, but I will say I'm surprised you to say Josh Hart. I feel like Josh Hart was a great pickup that you guys made um, trading Cam Reddish for Josh Hart. I, this guy's just a hustle player. Like he does all the the things that you want like a role player to do, and he plays very hard. You can defend, you can score when you need to, but manual quickly is not not a bad option. Um, for this next segment, though, Sean, I wanted each of us, we're going to pick one team apiece, so it's going to be two teams total, and also one player apiece that we feel like has 
been disappointing in the first round of these playoffs. So you can start off with the team, your first team, and then I'm going to pick a team and then a player and so forth. Okay, so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Grizzlies, and I'm going to go with Ja Morant. And, I mean, I know that he's injured, uh, but I also feel like the fact that he's not, like, being careful about being injured is part of the disappointment. It's like you have a yeah. broken hand, or you almost broke your hand, changed the series a little bit, and, like, you're coming out here trying to jump over LeBron James. And, you know, the Grizzlies, for everything they did this year, I think that what, what he did with the timing of him getting suspended probably threw them off and things like that. And now to, you know, they were one of the, they were like the best team in the league at one point, it looked like, and they're about to be a first-round exit. So I, I think it can't, it doesn't get much more disappointing than that. Yeah, I'm not mad you said um, the Grizzlies. Um, the player, I, I, I give, Josh been playing hurt and stuff like that. Like you said, safety and the way he's falling and landing and just kind of playing a little bit out of control. I think he's the most electrifying player in the league. But coming with that electric, you know, that electrifying ability is kind of like, also like, oh shit, like, is he going to hurt himself? Because he's doing crazy shit. Um, but I was going to say Dylan Brooks because he's, this is a guy that's, I thought he was going to be the next villain, but like, you can't, ever since LeBron James got in his ear, basically the Memphis Grizzlies Police Department needs to put out a missing search warrant for him because it's like, we don't know what's happened to him. So this is a guy that hasn't played well, was talking a lot of shit in game two, and then basically he's the last two games, he was a no-show, and he's not talking to the media. If you're going to be this guy that talks a lot of shit, you got to stand 10 toes down. So I feel like for me, like you said, the, the team-wise, Memphis Grizzlies disappointed you. John Morant's disappointed you. I feel like as a player, for my pick, it's Dylan Brooks. Team, though, I would say I'm a little disappointed in – I would say I'm disappointed in the Milwaukee Bucks. And the reason why I feel like I'm disappointed in Milwaukee Bucks because even though Giannis was hurt those two games and they, you know, they split and then they went back home, I just feel like they're supposed to be a championship team. Like even if your guy is, is injured, even your guy is out, I felt like you're supposed to carry that load. And then nobody thought, like you said, the Miami Heat were a playing team and they were looking like down in the dumps. And nobody thought that like the Miami Heat were going to be up against – Giannis, even if Giannis was out, like, 3-1. Nobody could. If anybody, if they ask you, like, yo, if you're a betting man, and you somebody said, yo, I bet that the Milwaukee Bucks will win this series, you probably would take that bet. So, that's... I, I agree with both of those counts. Because, yeah, Dylan Brooks, I, I've already... He would have been my answer, but yeah. I already didn't like him. So, it's hard to get <laughs> disappointed by him. Uh, but after he called LeBron old, after hitting those big shots, I was like, hey, yeah. man, if you're going to play the villain role, at least do it well. But now yeah. when he's ducking out in the press conference and everything, it's like, uh, you, you're not right. 10 toes. I'm disappointed in his lack of being 10 toes. So I agree with that. It's funny because I, I said before the playoff started, I was like, I need the Heat to w lose their set first playoff playing game and win the second playoff game and then just give Milwaukee everything they got. Not that I thought they could beat them or would beat them, mm -hmm. but it was just like, hey, man, I thought they had a better shot than anybody else. Well, Atlanta, you know, Toronto, I don't right. think anyone else would give them a series. So, right. you know, it working out this way and Giannis being out. I just think that Budenholder is not that good of a coach. So blowing yeah. a 20-point game and game, 20-point mm. lead in game four, yeah. that's what bad coaches do. Un unexcusable. Uh, one more player. Give me one more. One more player. I, one more player. One more player. Actually, I'll go first. I'll go first. You're on your team, the New York Knicks, Julius Randle. I felt like... Coming into this postseason, I thought this was very important for him to show, like, yo, the green light in the regular season is going to carry over to the playoffs. Right now, it hasn't been that way. 
And right now, like you said, Jalen Brunson is the best player for the New York Knicks. Even you can make that case during the regular season, it was Jalen Brunson as well. But some people would say that Julius Randle was the best player for the Knicks in the regular season because he's probably going to be on the All-NBA team. But he just looks like out of place. You know, the shot is not falling. His decision-making is not there. And he got benched for, you know, Obi, who I feel like Obi should be playing more. And also probably going in the future, you may want to start looking at maybe you know, Obi being that that next forward instead of Julius Randle. So, I, I was trying not to say Julius just out of solidarity, you know. Uh, but yeah. that's that's definitely a good answer. He hasn't performed the way we'd want him to at all. Hopefully, today he has a good game and uh, they close it out. Uh, I think I would stay in the same series and just go across that matchup. And mm-hmm. I'd say Evan Mobley, and he's not okay. really disappointing me because I knew this, but everyone else <laughs> is pretending he's like baby Tim Duncan. And I was okay. like, all right, we'll see. And yeah. so that he's part, I think he is the main reason the Cavs are losing the series because okay. you've got Darius Garland, you've got Donovan Mitchell, but what else do you have? And when you look, okay. he's their third guy and they're not getting enough out of their third guy to win a series. Okay. I respect it. I mean, you got another team? Another team? I, I, I can't say I'm disappointed in the Kings, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Kings had an opportunity and they blew it. I agree. And you know, they're coming back home today, so they're probably, you know, that, that Sacramento crowd is crazy. So they'll probably go up 3-2, but it's just like, you go up 2-0 and you go into uh, the, you know, into the Chase Arena with, an out, with Draymond being out, you got to capitalize on that opportunity. I agree. Squander, squander that opportunity because I feel like if they would have won that game, that's a huge advantage, but they, they lost it, and now it's like, you're going to probably, most people are going to still probably pick like, yo, they lost without Draymond. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are probably going to come back. All right, for this next segment, I'm going to read a tweet. You're going to tell me if this guy or girl is a truth teller, right? And then okay. we're going to give me some analysis behind it. So first one, our boy, this is Drew, Sky Drew. He says, RJ's only skill has been he works hard. Like other dudes in the NBA don't work hard. Is he a truth teller or not? Is he a truth teller? Uh, I, I know it's supposed to be the yes or no answer, right? Yeah, I mean, um, so you can say you can say in between if if that's how you feel. Okay, because there's there's truth to what he's saying. I think okay. that RJ's best skill is his determination and him working hard. <laughs> uh, but I think I I think to say his only skill would imply he has no skills, and that's not no, true. Okay. I th- and, okay, and I said this to you. I said this to you the first time when I talked about RJ's ceiling. <laughs> RJ's floor is so high in so many different areas. Like RJ is pretty good at everything or has potential to be pretty good at everything, but he's not great at anything yet. And so because he works hard, it'll raise his, <laughs> it'll raise the level of so many different things. I and so, he, you know, I think he's, I, I think, <laughs> I think Drew's definitely a truth teller. I mean, like I get what you say. If you play a semantics of like, okay, well he's really good at this and he works hard. That's going to lead to him being better in his skill set, But if your best skill is uh, attacking closeouts, <laughs> I mean, that's probably a problem. But now, as you say, he does work hard. So the, the growth and the potential is there. But as of right now, he's in year four. He signed a, a four-year, $107 million deal. I mean, I, the plate of, what, the third and fourth option sometime, is that going to be good enough to get the Knicks what they want, eventually a championship? I don't really know. So I think the Knicks... Regardless of what happens in this playoffs, if you guys make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals, I think there's seriously serious questions about probably R.J. Barrett and also Julius Randle. So 
I don't see those guys being in the future the next four years. Like one of them, maybe, but like both of them, it's like, I don't know, Sean. It's it's tough. Well, and, and I, I understand where you're coming from there, but RJ, right? Like as a third option, he averaged 20 points per game. Yeah. That is fine. Like a third it's option a, averaging 20. It's an inconsistency though. Like, and it's just like teams, especially in the playoffs, they're going to next round, Miami Heat, he's going to have to make shots. Because they're gonna lock in on Jalen Brunson, they're gonna lock in on Julius Randle. Out of respect for Julius Randle, what he's done in the regular season, but that's a guy I would make if I were them, force them to make shots as well. But RJ Barrett's gonna be the guy. He's gonna have a bullseye on his back to and have to make shots in order for you guys to go far in the playoffs. But he, Do you think like he, he his scoring is a huge part of two playoff wins over one weekend. Yeah. Like he, yeah. So it's not like he's not done. You know, like he's we're speaking done. on it as if he can't do it. Like. He's and he's 22, so it's like yeah, inconsistency. He's got to be more consistent. I yeah. think that being I think that being inconsistent is a part of being 22. It's not that okay. it doesn't excuse it completely, but I think inconsistency yeah. goes away with you know growth. And uh, you know, I in, in this play in a playoff series right now at the age of 22, RJ Barrett has been a top four player in the series between both teams. And okay. I, I I think to be able to say that that's that's a good building block if nothing else. Touche. All right, next one. It says for IQ for three. So the Knicks are Easter Conference Finals Finals is what I'm hearing. Truth teller or not. I mean, you kind of My boy Tag, <laughs> my boy Tag, definitely a truth teller, man. He is telling the whole truth and nothing but. Hey, come on, be, be for real, man. You think that, let's, let's say the Miami Heat beat the Well, Bucks. you know me. The last time we was on here, you, we, you know, we were on here talking. It's crazy. The Knicks were in the playoffs, and I think the Miami Heat got washed by the Bucks in the first round, I believe so. Um, mm-hmm. Got washed. I think they got swept. <laughs> um, so Dwayne Wade is my favorite player of all time. So I grew up a Dwayne Wade fan. So if I had to pick and somebody said, what is a, a team that you go for? It's will be the Miami Heat. But that being said, I I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks win. To be honest, I'm not going to sit here in front. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they lost because one team has Jimmy Butler and if a team that's about to take out Giannis and the arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference, I don't think they're gonna really like be Come that on, worried Amad. about the, the the New York Knicks. To be honest, now, it could happen, but I really don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's a, a good Let's, six six game series. I really do. You know, you know better. You said, "Oh, they're <laughs> taking out the they're taking out the Bucks." We're not gonna sit here and pretend Giannis didn't miss three games. Yeah, yeah, two, two. That, that's a thing. And now yeah. that he no Tyler Harrow. No Victor yeah. Oladipo. We just talked about the Mavs, and you talked about how important depth is. Yo, if they got to depend on That's Aaron true. Highsmith in a, in a, in a seven-game series, I'm yeah. not worried. They got to play 30 minutes of Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Come, let's be real about what we're saying here, man. That I, team I is not seeing us. I don't know. Jimmy Butler, he, he's one of those guys that elevates his game year after year in a playoff, especially for these past four years. I just feel like if they beat the Bucs, I feel like they're going to have a lot of momentum. So... But once again, it's a, I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks won. I wouldn't be shocked if Miami, he won. Uh, last question, though. Top three player, top three players for the first round of the playoffs, Sean. Who you got? Uh, all right. So I'm going to go Jalen Brunson because I just have to. I mean, he's Respect. been Respect. phenomenal. He's held it down. Uh, and he's dominating Donovan Mitchell. He's dominating his son, Jalen Brunson Jr., a.k.a. Donovan Mitchell, for the second year in a row. Um... <laughs> I think from there, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Braun. I mean, just 2020, man. 2020 is crazy. 
2020 and 20 years later yeah. I, I just you know that's that didn't respect, make any sense i just i respect that I, yeah i feel like i can't leave him out of it um and then i'm i i think i want to go De'Aaron fox i right. think the, the way he came out to start the series was huge um mm-hmm. and they're gonna need you know they're gonna need more from him to, to bring it home but just the because they haven't gotten a lot of production out of sabonis so you yeah. know I, I don't know he's, an, Draymond he's is another like He's another, he's, he's another guy that's like Julius Randle, unfortunately. Like, guys that be producing the regular season and get to the playoffs, it's like, where the hell are they? APP out for him. Oh, I'm not mad at that three. My three, I would say Jalen Brunson for sure. Got to give him the respect that he deserves. Uh, in the first round, he's been killing it. I would say Devin Booker as well. Devin Booker is reminding folks that he's really a first option. Like, people talk about, oh, Kevin Durant's coming on. He's going to take Devin Booker's shine. No, Devin Booker's really a, a first option on this team. And last but not least, I would say a guy that's not in the playoffs anymore, but it was nice to see him have an impactful series, and that was Russell Westbrook. This has been a crazy year for Russ, and I felt like he played really, really well and kind of showed people like, yo, I still got some time in this league to be a starting point guard. So those are my three. And I'm really, really happy for Russ. Yeah. And honestly, Devin Booker is a great answer, and it's honestly the right answer there. But I just can't bring myself to say anything good about the Suns. <laughs> I just can't because I respect I, I'm it. I watching, respect it. Because I, I, I like them. I'm watching them play. First of all, after game one, I was like, oh, this team is fooled. They have no bench. Like, they, they got. If the Kawhi didn't get hurt, like, this would be very different. The death is nasty. Yeah. So, like, watching them go out there and, like, being competitive games with the Clippers with no Kawhi and no Paul George, it's, nasty. it's just like, yo, this is great. Your performance is excellent. But, like, why did it take all of it? Yeah. And they play Denver next, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Denver versus the Phoenix Suns. Like you said, the death for the Phoenix Suns is very, very concerning because Chris Paul playing 40-plus minutes, then you got Kevin Durant playing 40-plus minutes, and these are two guys that have recently have been injury-prone um, the past couple of years. But, Sean, I really want to pre- I appreciate you for coming on. Anything you want to say to the Hoop Tides family? Hey, man, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure, even yes, though you sir. are my biggest op for all things Knicks-related. <laughs> It's always good vibes. Uh, Shout out to Luke Tide. Um, and, you know, once again, Knicks in five. Uh, and don't be surprised when you see us in the Eastern Conference Finals. And to be honest, I've been, I've wanted the Celtics matchup all year. I wanted them to be the one seed so we could play them in the second round. I feel like they mm-hmm. ducked us by losing games. They, they, they ran game-winning plays for Grant Williams. Uh, that's how I knew they weren't trying to win. They knew what they were doing. They wanted to see it. They didn't want to see us. And now they're going to have to see us in the Eastern Conference Finals as they get to uh, Philadelphia. I mean, they're, they're losing games. They're losing elimination games at home to the Hawks and no DeJounte Murray. I know unserious behavior when I see it, man. <laughs> Don't be surprprised when you find the Knicks in the, in the finals, man. The, hat, the, the motto is, why not us? Where's okay. Derrick Rose? <laughs> I respect the Sean for the, <laughs> the next wall. Make sure you guys go like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, this is Hoop Ties. Also, go watch on YouTube. We're gone, man. Peace.